the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hey, welcome back in. I am uh, 100% on board with Free For All Friday. Uh, we're going we're gonna to roll with it today. We're going to freestyle. I have a lot on the docket that we can go through. Uh, well, we were on break. I was, I was looking at several things, and I'll give you a little teaser here. One of the things that we need to talk about, because nobody else is talking about it, and I mean that. Nobody else is talking about it. But just like, by the way, um, the Swiss billionaire, progressive dark money groups, bankrolling the opposition to Ohio issue one. That was the first issue one. That was the one that was going to uh, increase the threshold to amend the Constitution to 60 percent. So this Swiss billionaire foreign national <clears throat> bankrolled it. And uh, nobody wanted to report that either. Well, thank God we did, because now the Ohio legislature might do something about that now give you the details of that press conference and the legislation that should be introduced next week. Uh, but that's why the press is so important. But I'll tell you what, the press is not reporting the full story on uh, what, uh, how do I even unravel this? And I don't know that I want to get into it in this segment, but Vanessa Joy, maybe you've heard that name. Uh, Vanessa is a Democrat who ran as an Ohio state lawmaker, but was disqualified for hiding a prior legal name. And that legal name is Jeremy Michael Adams. And um, obviously, you know, you've got your progressive Marxist outlets like the Ohio Capitol Journal, who ran a story, Ohio House trans candidate fails appeal, remains disqualified for not using former name on petitions. It was written by Morgan Trow, by the way. Morgan not only writes for the Ohio Capitol Journal, but she is a correspondent for News Channel 5 in Cleveland, which, by the way, is one of Mike DeWine's favorite stations to sit down with his press secretary dan tyranny doesn't have the fortitude to answer my emails or phone calls but he will sit down and and or respond to morgan trout and allow morgan to uh talk with governor mike dewine why is that important well the ohio capital journal guess what remember that swiss billionaire i talked about the progressive dark money group guess guess who gave seed money to the ohio capital journal same group Governor Mike DeWine loves to talk to these people because they're friendly to him because of his position on drugs and trans and all of the other stuff. But I digress, and I'm getting in the weeds here, and I hope I'm not confusing you. But this issue regarding an Ohio House trans candidate who was taken off the ballot, who appealed to the courts, but the court said, no, you remain disqualified because there's a law. Um, if any person desiring to become a candidate for public office has had a change of name within five years immediately preceding the filing of his statement of candidacy, both his statement of candidacy and the nominating petition must contain immediately following the person's present name, the person's former names. Now, in the trans community, they like to call that a dead name. And a dead name needs to be buried, darn it. A dead name needs to be never mentioned again. We don't talk about Bruno. No, no, no. Remember that? Remember that cartoon? We watched that in our house probably. 
so many times I just know that we don't talk about Bruno. Well, we don't talk about the dead name. And, um, you know, Governor Mike DeWine, um, he sticks up for the trans candidate and the trans candidates that are being kept off the ballot. Really? What in the world is this? So several candidates, according to Huffington Post, have been disqualified for not adhering to a little-known law that would force them to use their dead names. Ohio Governor Mike DeWine told Cleveland.com's editorial board Tuesday. By the way, Cleveland.com, there's a great one. There's a great outfit. Chris Quinn, the editor-in-chief there, has done nothing but send progressive emails regarding Donald Trump, regarding MAGA, regarding I reporting on COVID, which happened to be accurate. Masks didn't work. Shutdowns were going to be more catastrophic. The, 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 the cure was going to be worse than the, than the disease. Um, this is who Mike DeWine likes to talk to. Governor Mike DeWine told Cleveland.com's editorial board on Tuesday night that the board of elections should stop disqualifying trans candidates for not including their former names on the ballot. This should not surprise us. Tiny tyrant Mike DeWine knows better than the legislature. He knows better, and he's going to put on the, oh, shucks, good old grandpa, Fran will bake you a pie, and I'll get you on the ballot, and that it's just, we just need to take care of you. Mike DeWine, this law exists for a reason, and I'm about to expose you in your ignorance as to why it's important that we follow the law. If you don't like the law, have the legislature change the law, but stop standing up against lawmakers. You did this with House Bill 68. And you, you swallowed the, the blue progressive pill of poison, stood before Ohioans and said, well, we need to uh, enroll kids in taking puberty blockers, cross-sex hormones, because if it weren't for these things, they would be dead. There's no evidence to support that, just like there was no evidence to support your masking mandate, clown. Earlier this month, several transgender candidates in Ohio were disqualified from running for state office after omitting their former names from the petition paperwork, thanks to a little-known law. That requires anyone running for public office to disclose any names they've used in the past five years. After former candidate Vanessa Joy, there's that name again. Now, I want to remind you, Vanessa Joy is actually Jeremy Michael Adams. That's the dead name. After former candidate Vanessa Joy told News 5 Cleveland, which, by the way, that's Morgan Trow, who writes for the progressive Ohio Capital Journal, that's funded by Arabella Advisors, that's funded by uh, Hopewell Fund, which is... Packaged money from people like Hans-Jörg Viss, right? And people like George Soros. Uh, she, uh, so Vanessa Joy t- told News Channel 5 Cleveland that she was removed from the ballot for not putting her dead name on p- the petition. Two other candidates were also told by the Board of Elections that their petitions are being challenged or disqualified. A total of four transgender candidates are running for Democratic seats in the Republican-controlled House and Senate, citing the state's rising anti-LGBTQ plus legislation as their reasoning for entering the race. What is the anti-LGBTQ plus legislation? Does keeping kids uh, from, I don't know, entering into contract, is that anti-contract? Legislation is keeping a kid from drinking alcohol, anti-alcohol legislation is keeping a kid from buying marijuana, anti-marijuana legislation is keeping a kid off of drugs that chemically castrates him or her that prohibits him or her from having a gender mutilation surgery. Is that really anti-LGBTQ plus legislation or is it acknowledging biology that we don't even allow a kid to enter into a contract until the age of 18? Neurology tells us their brains aren't even developed fully until 25. Stop. 
Stop with the dog whistles. I'm not even through the story yet, and I'm fired up. But Joy and other candidates said they were not aware of the 1995 state law, which does not appear anywhere in the 33-page candidate requirement guide. Republican Secretary of State Frank LaRose told the Associated Press last week that he isn't open to changing the law and that it's important for candidates to disclose their former identities. Hey, newsflash, HuffPost, Frank LaRose is Secretary of State. He's not a legislature. He can't change the law. State reps and state senators do that. Lord have mercy. Candidates for public office don't get anonymity. He told the Associated Press. DeWine's press secretary, that's Dan Tyranny. How you doing, Dan? I'm sure the Ashland University Ashbrook Center is really proud that you're a coward and don't return phone calls or emails when you have to answer hard questions. I'm sure I'm an Ashland University graduate. I'm not proud. Get some fortitude, Dan. He told the Huff Post via email that the governor believes the law should not be changed, but that it should also not disqualify candidates. Well, Mike DeWine, if the law is there and the candidate violates the law, guess what? That candidate disqualifies himself, not the law. The candidate's inability or inactivity is what does it. DeWine's comments come after he recently issued an executive order banning gender gender affirming surgeries. No, gender mutilation surgeries, cutting off breasts, removing uteruses, uh, cutting off penises. That's not affirming. For trans youth, placing new and burdensome administrative rules for trans youth and adults seeking transition care in the state. And after he was celebrated for vetoing House Bill 68, a bill that bars trans youth from accessing care like hormone replacement therapy and puberty blockers. Okay, so there's the stage, right? The villain, House Republicans, Senate Republicans, the victim, Vanessa Joy. Vanessa Joy is just trying to get on the ballot. As a Democrat. And how dare we have Vanessa Joy follow a law? Well, I'll tell you why on the other side of this break. Jeff Murtaugh's on the other side of the glass. He's keeping me online and on, on time. Jeff, they got my blood pressure up today, man, already. We're not even talking playoff football. We're not talking Ohio State Buckeyes. We're talking... This story, and I'm going to tee it up for you because we're going to dive into it right now, and then we may spend a little bit more time on it later in the show. Uh, But the headline is this. Ohio House trans candidate fails appeal, remains disqualified for not using former name on petitions. Vanessa Joy, the transgender candidate for Ohio House, who was disqualified for using her legal name instead of her former on-ballot petitions, has lost her appeal. This comes from the Ohio Capital Journal, as I said before the break, the Ohio Capital Journal uh, was seeded by the Hopewell Fund. And the Hopewell Fund is a 501c3 nonprofit organization managed by Arabella Advisors. And uh, these this, this group advises left-leaning donors and nonprofits about where to give money and serves as the hub of a politically liberal dark money network in the United States. As other outlets have Reported, it is the largest hub. The Hopewell Fund serves as the fiscal sponsor for various left-leaning political projects. The Hopewell Fund spent over $127 million in 2020 and is one of the five largest nonprofits associated with the Democratic Party. So, uh, and by the way, Arabella Advisors is also linked with Hans-Jörg Viss, the Swiss 
foreign national who poured millions into Ohio regarding both issue one initiatives from last year. So this is the group, right? This is the Ohio Capitol Journal telling us that this trans candidate failed appeal and been disqualified. The Stark County Board of Elections voted not to allow her on the ballot. Uh, Her, that is Jeremy Michael Adams. That's Vanessa Joy's, quote, dead name. Heartbreaking is the word I would use for it, Joy told WEWS, Ohio Capitol Journal, following the vote. Joy tried to speak at the board meeting Tuesday afternoon. This was a couple of weeks ago, but was told it wouldn't do much because the board had already voted. She is a trans woman, one of the last of the lead of at least three, excuse me, running for state representative. Each is running to fight against the growing number of anti-trans legislation. We talked about it in the last break. It's not anti-trans to make sure that a kid does not receive a procedure before the age of 18. That's actually protecting children. They can't get tattoos, can't buy booze, can't smoke marijuana legally. Um, I'm going to have to wind up starting a lawsuit to challenge this because it's clear that this law was not known by many people, she said. The law also wasn't applied fairly, she said, as the two other trans candidates were certified for the ballot. Ohio has officially used this law against me and only me, Joy added. Last week, Joy reached out to State House reporter Morgan Trout to share her situation. She was supposed to be a Democratic candidate for House District 50 covering Stark County, and she collected all the signatures needed to run, even though Joy legally changed her name and her birth certificate, which she provided to the county board. The law prevented her from running due to when she changed her name. Not only is there nowhere to put it on the petition, but it isn't included in the Secretary of State's 2024 candidate guide. It hasn't been on any candidate guides in recent years. WEWS OCJ reached out to the office with numerous clarifying questions like why the name change isn't included in the 33-page guide but did not hear back. At least two of the other trans candidates running also didn't know the law and didn't include their dead names, but both were certified by their boards. One has a protest against her candidacy now. And then, of course, the Huffington Post reported that Governor Mike DeWine told Cleveland.com's editorial board on Tuesday night that the Board of Elections should stop disqualifying trans candidates for not including their former names on the ballot. Well, newsflash Mike DeWine, Ohio Revised Code 3513.271, name change within five years immediately preceding filing of a statement of candidacy. If any person desiring to become a candidate for public office has had a change of name within five years immediately preceding the filing of his statement of candidacy, both his statement of candidacy and the nominating petition must contain immediately following the person's present name, the person's former names. Okay, so the law states that. Now, is it is it Frank LaRose's issue that it was not on the paperwork and not forthcoming? Perhaps. Um, but, you know, the, what, what did the progressives say about COVID? Well, we're just we're, we're we're building the plane as we fly it here. On the response to COVID or on trans care that has harmed kids. We're building the plane as we as we as we fly it here. I think Frank LaRoche should be able to stand up and say we're building the plane as we fly it here. But here's why this matters. All of that to say this. Thank you, Andy. Nall. Andy Nall. Find him on Twitter. He has only one point four million followers. He's a New York Times bestselling journalist, senior editor at the uh, the post-millennial fact-checker. And uh, here's what he wrote. Ohio trans lawmaker candidate tried to hide prior name and active sex work life. Vanessa Joy, who was 
who was running for the Ohio House of Representatives as a Democrat, is claiming to be a victim of transphobia after being disqualified from the ballot for hiding a name change. Biased media and trans activists claim transphobic legislation is behind a trans activist candidate in Ohio being disqualified from the ballot. However, Vanessa Joy, who was running for the Ohio House of Representatives for District 50 as a Democrat, violated state law when Joy failed to disclose the name change. The law, which has an exemption for those whose name changes through marriage, allows the public to vet candidates who may have been known under different identities. Do you think that's important? I do. Joy, 42, has never publicly disclosed who they were prior to recently adopting the name, quote, Vanessa Joy, end quote. Joy has even petitioned a judge to seal the name change record, which was denied. I can exclusively report that Joy was previously known as Jeremy Michael Adams. Under that name, Joy Joy filed for Chapter 7 bankruptcy. Okay, we've all done that, maybe, some of us. Uh, Most millionaires file bankruptcy four times. I don't think that's a disqualifier, but but it's a fact, right? Something that was not told to potential voters should have been. In addition, Joy did not disclose to the public that they're a sex worker. As recently as November 2023, Joy posted a pornographic video masturbating to images of women. Joy uses the online monikers Vanessa, V-A-N-E-S-S-T-R-A-D-I-O-L, and Sacrux, S-A-C-R-U-X, to promote their OnlyFans account which advertises pay-per-view pornographic videos and photos. When presented as male, Joy lived as a heterosexual man and fathered a child who is now a toddler. Quote, I much prefer being a, quote, mom or hashtag mom over being a hashtag dad, Joy wrote on Instagram in a disturbing post on the Threads social media platform. Joy wrote about using a sex toy dilator in the same room with their child. I'm not in love with the fact that they saw my dilators sitting on a table and knew what they are, Joy wrote. In a Reddit post from last year, Joy wrote, my favorite part of transitioning, looking down and seeing boobs on me, my own. And then there are very, very graphic pictures here. Joy's social media history shows extreme leftist views, and they use dehumanizing language to refer to conservatives. Um, there's There's an elephant there with swastikas on it. So I guess my question is, Ohio Capital Journal, I guess my question is, Huffington Post, why are we not talking about the fact that Vanessa Joy has an OnlyFans account? Can you imagine if this was Lauren Boebert? Can you imagine if this was Marjorie Taylor Greene? The world would be in upheaval right now. Hey, um, stay tuned. Much, much more here on The Bruce Willis Show, 98.9 FM, The Answer. We're going to hear about... A great school that's opening in Columbus next. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.